what up what up everybody this is dario hunt from living life fearless welcome back to another entry to my fearless show podcast with me is a new guest mr mike stephenson say what up to everybody what's up everybody super happy to be here i remember when llf got started and uh as dario and i will talk about this may be a, a long time coming but hey everything happens for a reason and in a certain amount of time right happy to be here yeah, so a uh, little background on us. Uh, you, we've been friends for quite a while now, since college days. Um, you were actually my first interview that you did uh, about LF was was with you as you were, you know, going through your journalism classes and everything. Yep. And I was, I think, you know, my first interview way back then was was with you. Um, you know, so he might be becoming a more. Uh, regular face around here these days as we work together to create some content and create some stuff. Um, I don't know if you want to give a little background about your about yourself and what you do and everything like that. I would love to, man. Um, it's funny. I just watched that story before we came on because we were yeah, we were young pups together in school as I was learning how to become, you know, a broadcast style storyteller. And then Dario at the same time was building this brand. And so it was fun to do a little story as it was early on in both of our stages in this. But yeah, anyways, uh, got that broadcast journalism degree uh, in Reno with, uh, you know, going to school with Dario and then turned that into a career so far in television where I've went to a few different states and got to meet a ton of people and tell a bunch of awesome stories as a sports uh, sports guy, sports anchor. I started my career in uh, Billings, Montana, uh, which I always like to equate like our business to like baseball or something like that. You know, you. You don't go straight to the big leagues. You got to go to your uh, podunk farm farm team or whatever. And there's certainly no disrespect because I went to Billings, Montana and made some amazing lifelong friends and memories. And three and a half years later, got my chops a little bit. Uh, I watched one of my first sports casts the other day. Actually, it was incredible uh, in the worst way. But uh, and it ended up ended up turning that into two more uh, two years at our same ownership station in Spokane, Washington. If you know anything about our business, it's super competitive. So to be able to go within the same company uh, was was a, a huge blessing. And so two years there, I got to do a little play by play, got to dip my feet and do some different kind of things, got to co- cover some pretty big time stuff. And then parlayed that into getting to come home to Reno where I went to school, uh, get to cover the Wolfpack now, alma mater. Uh, and I'm that Monday through Friday sports guy now on the news. Things are a little different uh, nowadays, which we'll obviously talk about, but that's what I've been doing for the last like eight years or so since we got done with school is uh, just trying to tell sports stories, cover games. Some days it's lighthearted with just highlights and that kind of stuff. And other days, you know, you're talking about people getting fired or people passing away or you're telling a really impactful story. So it's kind of like a mixed bag and it's been pretty fun so far. But with that said, I'm excited to do some different kind of things with you, man. Yeah. So like I said, it's been a while since we've not, I think we met back fresh was freshman year i believe it was like oh yeah it had to be oh nine or like between oh eight and oh nine i think I, I think it was freshman year um yeah it, it definitely was freshman year because well funny story uh you know we ended up i ended up at your your house i guess we tell the story it's been enough years you know there's enough players out here that we tell the story uh yeah i think i ended up at your house just randomly one night with a couple of my teammates. You guys were having a little, shin, house little shindig. A little shindig. Yeah, yeah a little, little, little showed up. We showed up like at the end of the night and you know, whatever. Uh, 
chopped it up a little bit, didn't think anything too much about it. And then, uh, you know, my birthday happened to roll, roll around like, you know. <laughs> I was wondering if you would go there, yeah. Yeah, that birthday had to roll around like, what, uh, like a month later, maybe something like that, you know. There's a young, he's a young pup out there in college out there in Nevada. You know, we don't have living in the dorms. You know, you need a spot to, yeah, <laughs> to have a party. And I'm the local so. guy. I'm the local guy with the house. <laughs> I'm like, hey, man, let me just go ahead and hit him up, see, see what's going on, dog. Like, I was like, yo, what's good, man? <laughs> Calculated. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, you know, ended up having a party that night in, you know, I don't remember much about the party. To be, well, actually, I, I actually I remember, remember a little bit, but we keep that keep that between ourselves. Yeah, I remember quite a bit about that one actually. Uh, I ended up leaving my own party by like tw- by midnight. Let's just put that. It was, <laughs> it was mm-hmm. pretty it was pretty level by then. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you know, we've just basically been been friends ever since then, man. And you remember the next day, I, the agreement was that if you had the party, I had to come pick your ass up the next morning and come clean my house. Did I though? I don't. I, I I barely remember the next day. Well, you, I, yeah, I came and picked you up, and you cleaned my house. Yeah. All right, there we go. Well, I mean, obviously, you know, it wasn't like a full energized effort from yourself, but there was some, you know, there was some high reaching stuff we needed you to get down and worked out well. Nah, I was I was pretty I was pretty pretty uh, nice and wrecked that next day. I, I do remember that, man. Like, yeah, I think I, actually, uh, I, think, I think that was the same the, party that someone put a hole in my wall. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I I don't, don't think it was that part. I don't think that was directly your fault, but it was somebody's. It fault. wasn't. I, I definitely didn't. I don't think I left the kitchen like that entire night. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, a lot of good times. A lot so of good yeah, times so in that kitchen. Got a lot of got a lot of stories uh, oh, man, throughout yeah. the years together, and just been friends ever since. You know, and we started this. You know, I started my LLF thing. You started journalism, kind of around the. You know, getting more serious into it around the, the same time, and you know, kind of been growing ever since. And, uh, you know, here we are. And, you know, you're looking to expand and grow a little bit and get into third mm-hmm. different areas. And, you know, and we talked about this, I think, before all this craziness with, you know, the coronavirus really, really started kicking off. So it just happened to be kind of perfect time to actually branch out because, you know, as you know, sports are non-existent these days. What so, a weird time. Yeah. I mean, before we get into that, I just talk about, you know, how things are going out there. You know, with the virus and and whatnot, and uh, situation in Reno. What, what's it looking like out there? Yeah, the uh, the cases continue to climb. I couldn't give you exact numbers right now, but as far as the the whole state of Nevada, obviously Las Vegas takes up a majority when you're talking about the numbers. Um, I think there's been less than ten deaths statewide, so that's you know could be a lot worse, I suppose. But yeah, sports have completely stopped. I mean, we we're getting ready for you know Nevada spring season baseball softball a bunch of other stuff spring football is going to start and then the high school kids I feel for all these high school seniors who at this point they're saying now you know April 30th is the day where they're going to go back to school but that had just got that just got that just got pushed back from yeah the 16th and you know it's just going to continue I don't see schools Um, getting reopened at all this year exactly and so I feel for like all those seniors because you know the the, the college kids are going to get the other the extra year that they've already announced but you don't get that in high school well, right? you're not going to get your spring senior season got back that, yeah I right. mean I feel for the I feel for the basketball players for sure in, in uh, college because especially if it was like your last year and you finally get a chance to go to the tournament and or you oh, have the opportunity un- to make tournament unspeakable. and oh. and they just canceled the whole thing so and that's the one of the, that is the biggest thing, you know, in almost all sports. So to not be able to kind of participate in that is, or even have a shot to, is, is, is it sucks. 
but obviously can't happen with what's going on but it's it's rough that's the thing this is when you have to like yeah it's just like reality sets in and you realize that sports are usually a break from reality and that's why you love sports but you can't i mean you realize how trivial sports at the end of the day really are when something like this happens you also realize how boring life is without them too though you know goodness like, gracious my man <laughs> how much people are missing Dude. those just that, that getaway that 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 extra you know something on you know from your daily lives and you know as a, i'm a professional athlete you know i've been playing in europe for a good while now um i never really told a story about getting back like for us uh you know i was playing in the aba league which is the asiatic league with teams like just like uh red star and just a bunch of like top level teams all throughout europe and your league teams um so we had literally one game left in in our season uh i think the monday the second monday of march i think was our last last game of the season and they just started like getting really hit in ajax area because we they kind of avoided it for a while and then cases just started popping up and by thursday they're saying uh, might going to suspend and then by you know next week it ended up being like basically the whole month suspended indefinitely and it sucked because we just had that one game left and then we had playoffs and like we were going to oh. be right there into it and you know nobody knew what was going on that was crazy like literally nobody knew what was going on everybody just kind of waiting day by day and hour by hour to see what's going to happen and you know every sports league was basically just suspended hopefully seeing if they can come back anytime soon and technically my league is still suspended you know so like it's uh-huh. still not canceled and uh you know now they're talking about like july return for playoffs it's just a whole bunch of like crazy like normally your season's done by by may uh i definitely would have been done by by about you know almost now if depending on how playoffs went and so i was stuck in montenegro uh the Man. very last country to get a case of the coronavirus, so at least a confirmed case of the coronavirus. Um, so it wasn't too too bad for me out there because I was in a little small beach town. It was pretty isolated. It wasn't like a ton of visitors, you know, in and out. So there wasn't too much exposure. But, you know, it started getting the capital a little bit and it's a small country. So it's good and bad. It's good that, you know, we were the last ones to get it. But it's also bad because when it does happen, things go low in lockdown pretty quickly. And, you know, went from pretty chill to just curfews and everything's on lockdown borders borders on lockdown airports closed and you know and you get the getting the the word from back home you know people telling you know the government saying hey any any uh americans abroad need to or should come home you know as soon as they can or risk being stuck indefinitely basically and you know and it's not because of them it's more because you know whatever country has their own obviously rules and laws and if it goes on lockdown, it goes on lockdown. So, so booze was like scrambling. I was, I actually wasn't tripping that much because I'm going to be working regardless of what I do, but it was just like, <laughs> all right, like yeah. when the first opportunity comes, I'm going to take it, you know, to, to go home. Uh, so I, I remember one guy from the other team in our country, which plays your league. They, he, he, you know, he, he took the chance. He went to the border at, I want to say, Albania. It was Albania was still having some flights out. You know, you get to other countries and to have more international airports because while there is an airport in our country, it's 
not an international one. You have to go somewhere else before to even really go anywhere. And so if you can't even go somewhere else before, like, you know, you're having a hard time. So he, he got to the border. The flight got canceled that night. He ended up spending the night there. Caught on the next one, then the next one some morning to Turkey, and then Turkey went home. So, you know, I, I kind of been through situations like this before, being a military kid and living all over the world, but a lot of my teammates have not. Uh, yeah. So people were stressing, you know, trying to get home, and it got, like, I think after that, there's like, a whole other week wait. We called the embassy, trying to see what they can do, get us out, and all this stuff. And I think Sunday night, one of our teammates, he tried setting up a, a private plane. I'm like, God, no names. We Dang. tried setting up a private plane for us to take to just just to fly to to uh, Turkey to get from from Turkey to to the U.S. And you know they're talking about it, and I'm think I'm thinking about it, but at the same time, it's a private plane, and those are like you know around fifty thousand just to just to fly for one hour to, to Istanbul. Ooh. And I'm like, man, like, and this is, it was, a little, it was a bit sketchy too. You know, we're talking about like over too much weight because people and kids and bags. And I was like, bro, I'm not getting on a small right plane if it's even getting close to overweight. So I, I wasn't with it. So it ended up falling through. People were still upset, but you know, I'm like, I need to at least see what the embassy going to be talking about. You know, this is Sunday. And they said, we're going to let you know after the weekend. So Monday's, the next day I just had a feeling and you know I was like I'm, uh, I'm gonna call him tomorrow morning see what see what it is and I ended up getting up a little bit later but one of my teammates ended up calling them like maybe 30 minutes before I was gonna call them an hour before I called them I was gonna call them and they ended up telling them like hey yeah there's a there's a flight today at that's leaving at at two and this is probably like and he texted the group so got the group it's probably around eleven thirty. Text saying, "Hey, there's a there's a flight at two. If you can make it, um, it's leaving to Paris." <laughs> so, and I'm just getting up at eleven thirty, like reading this shit. So I'm like, "All right, uh, I didn't ask no question. Like, bet start got to start throwing throwing the rest of my shit in the pack in my bags. Like I was already kind of packed, but it wasn't fully packed. So I started throwing like." doing the one-arm sweep, like just taking shit off tables, just throwing that shit in the bags. <laughs> and I'm calling that, the embassy at the, at the same time, like, you know, trying to make sure there's a flight, like what's good. They're like, yeah, there's a flight at two. We're still trying to see if you can get cleared by the, the French embassy to, you know, even get, take that flight and get into France, basically, because Paris at this time is on complete fucking lockdown. So I'm like, all right, well, let me know whatever. I'm packing anyways. And, you know, it's an hour, about, about an hour drive to the airport. So they're like, hey, can you you need to be there by one type shit. So I'm like, it's 1130. <laughs> so we just throw everything in the bags and, you know, texting the group. Everybody's, you know, asking questions. In the group. I'm not asking no questions. I'm like, yo, I'm out. Like, I'm going to be leaving you know like 15, be done, 20 yeah. minutes. Yo. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, if anybody needs a ride, I'm out. And like, dudes, you know, they're still a little shaky. You know, I'm not sure if they're going to take it. And the first guy, Lance Harris, you know, from St. Louis, Shout out to him because he's the one who who made the call and put it in the group at first. So he's like, yo, I'm leaving too. Like, hey, let me ride with you. So he hopped in with me and just fucking booked it all the way there to, you know, to the airport, which was got there in about 45 minutes, parked, got on. And that shit was like a movie, man. Like, wow. Literally left, got packed up and left in like 20 minutes, got out of there, drove there, got there, got there around like 105. You could have got there a little later, honestly, but they just wanted to make sure that you got there. And, you know, 
and this shit's on lockdown because the only flights coming out of uh, Pogorica is, is the capital. The only flights coming out of there are basically approved flights and or okay. flights to go pick up their people from around you know Europe to bring them home. So we had to get on a list to get on the flight, and there's just a couple other like I think people from France and you know some other nationals and stuff like that. And you get on all the flight attendants is on full like hazmat suits like I'm talking like full yellow suits like full mask full gloves like everything like goggles like everything on the flight like it's like some movie shit bro (laughs) and it's maybe 10 people on there so you take that you got to Paris so I'm thinking like all right, cool I'm gonna get my bags we're gonna stay the night and we're gonna try to catch a flight tomorrow because by the time there's for sure no flights leaving that day because Paris is on fucking lockdown and even like Air France is only doing one flight a day from Paris to, you know, to the U.S., to L.A., basically. And we get there and we go to customs and the dude looks at us. He's like, no, you can't come in. Like, you can't come through here. And we're looking like, yo, what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> like, yo, what? my bags are right there. Like, no. Nah. He's like, no, if you're not national, nobody can step foot in, in the country. Like, so and we're like, man, like, so we call the embassy and the embassy basically is telling us like, yeah. You're gonna have to just go go transfer it, go to the transfer area and wait. You know? So so and we need having and then we try to go can transfer area and then they're like, nah, you can't come through if you don't got a ticket. So literally had to call, call the team, tell them to book a flight right there. Like even if we were gonna make that flight, book that flight just so we can pass through to the transfer area. So we got through and, and so our bags are literally just sitting there because we can't because it's self-transferring because it's not a connected flight because we literally left like 20 minutes. So we didn't even know what flights are out there or what. We just knew we had to get there. We we're going to get home. So our bags are just sitting there and they're like, oh, you got to make a claim when you get to the States and all this. Da, da, da. So we go through, <laughs> go through there and the whole transfer area is like all the international transfer area is just full because everybody's been stuck there like people been stuck there two three days because flights been getting canceled so i'm like man this shit is and there's no every restaurant when i say like every restaurant is closed every store is closed like nothing in the whole entire airport is open and i don't know if people have been to the paris international airport it's like a big ass airport and everything's closed and there's maybe like 20 people working and like you know, we're looking around like, damn, like we ain't, we ain't eating at all that day. So like we looking around like, so we had to end up paying somebody like work for Air France to go outside to this one little like convenience store that was open in the airport to buy us like a bunch of like those little, you know, f- refrigerator sandwiches, basically and some chips and some water, whatever, and bring it back for us for that night. Like, you know, and all the couches is full, all the lounge area is full. So like we ended up having to sleep on the floor, like. In his, in his in the airport, like from and it was like one of the worst sleeps <laughs> probably ever have. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody's just on the floor, just just trying to just, just wait it out. End up getting up the next day, and I ended up booking like three flights because they had been canceling flights literally like all day. Like every flight is almost getting canceled, so I ended up booking like three different flights just to make sure I can get back. And I ended up getting on one from from there the next day at 1 p.m. next day so i'm there from three that previous day to like basically 1 p.m. that next day just sleeping in the airport and shit and like same clothes just your backpack type shit like Ugh. so end up getting on that flight came to the states we went through canada and then went to canada chicago chicago phoenix and then man it's still it's still i only got one of my bags still waiting out of there, so you're still waiting on a bag yeah 
and that's been like that was that shit was like like some movie type shit just getting out of the cut yeah I mean, like that, some, yeah you'll you'll never forget that uh but at the same time now you'll never complain about traveling because it won't ever be as bad as that <laughs> i mean we took that stride like we were pretty good about it. like honestly like just well, I'm used like I said, it's not my first time doing some shit like this. Like I've had to be evacuated by military planes and shit like that before. So like it's not like I've never experienced something like this, just like yeah. at this scale, like with like regular airports and cities on complete lockdown, like literally can't step foot into Paris, like through customs. Like it's it was just some crazy, crazy shit. It was just like everything was getting thrown at you and just you just see everybody just like and just not knowing what the fuck is going on, like not knowing if you're gonna get out of the airport. Like some people, they said, have been waiting there like two, three days. Like I'm saying, like stuck there, and there's no food. Like there's no restaurants. There's no stores. Like hotels closed. Like no. Like it was just man. It, it was rough. It was definitely. I must rough. have been very like surreal. Type I was stuff. unreal. Like I was just yeah. like, man, this is this is like some movie shit. Like, and I'm going to my <laughs> gate, and like you're going through the whole whole terminal and like literally see nothing you see nobody you see nothing in the whole in a whole terminal and like a big ass terminal you just walk through like some usually a zoo, shit. yeah 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 well at the same time you asked about how reno was and i kind of even mentioned that like casinos are shut down which you think about yeah. that i mean you think about the vegas strip being shut down like it's, yeah vegas, that is just dead. like that you talk you about never surreal. expect vegas to shut down yeah i, don't I think mean that's our whole state's down. economy that's the whole state's economy it's casinos <laughs> it's kind of crazy man <laughs> Yeah. So we never shut down I mean, like in my entire life, you know, growing up here. I did a story the other day at a casino and, you know, walking through, as you would know, uh, having to gone to school here, you just hear the chimes and the coins falling. Right. Every every casino always has those same kind of noises. And so those are like in my brain from just growing up here. And I was in a yeah. casino that was silent. All you could hear was the air conditioner. And it was like the freakiest thing ever. An empty sports book. I mean, yeah, this is very weird. It's not like we're just going to ever, you know, we're not going to let this time by go by and never remember it. It's going to be one of those that like everybody that's like living in this time right now is going to have like a totally different perspective. You would hope on like just life and how precious like everything is really freedom. I mean, you and, should like the world shut down like this is never hopefully ever going to happen again. But this at this scale, it's never happened. Like, yeah, there's been incidents in the past, but in the past, we weren't as connected. You know what I'm saying? And like. They were, right. the industries weren't as big so like it wasn't like a complete shutdown like it is now like this is everything like it's fucking crazy and I wonder like if it would have I mean you you wonder if this happens however like right before we're born you know like 30 35 years ago how, how you, if you would be able to maintain these kind of things like the way so many businesses have been able to adapt to clearly you know, this, not. Kind of, this kind of connection right and like you just wonder how we would have adapted we would have found some way to keep things going but it wouldn't have been as pretty yeah. that's for sure <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it's it's bad and crazy. People are dying. People are getting sick left and right. It's just all, at the same time, though, it's like I think this is gonna f- force a lot of change in like how we operate because right, right. you can see how fragile shit is and like how I've said this before, like how fragile it is and how how just in uh, like if you're not an adaptable type business, you know what I'm saying? Like how you're living on the fucking knife's edge more than you can even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yes. And we're just basically been hoping and praying that nothing serious ever really happens. You know what I'm saying? But the people that have adopted, I think you're going to see some some amazing shit to come out afterwards for sure. Right, right, like right, right. New new ways of doing things because there's always been a massive shift in almost every generation. I think this is probably going to be our like 
biggest shift ever. And that'll be very interesting goal. to like to like oversee it as people like in our position to be try like storytellers throughout this and to see how people adapt and to go before and after type of thing. And, and I just also something is just you've realized how together we all really are in this kind of situation. You know what I mean? Like we have yeah. such isolated lifestyles and people and groups and everything, but really like we truly are all just one. how it's, we are <laughs> like we same. all gotta like, look out yeah. we're all the same like we can't we, like just doing the basic shit and nobody can do the basic shit and when you're like brought down to like literally the bare minimum of your exactly. life like you realize just how okay we're basically the same fucking people which i've always been saying like we literally are like this is going on globally this isn't just a, a country or a region or a culture or this is global type shit and like you know it, it's crazy and and I don't know, it's been weird for me because I've I've kind of avoided this like in a weird way the whole time because I was in Australia, started the season, then I ended up leaving early and I had some options. I went, came home for a little bit and then I had some options and I was going to go to, you know, I had offers in Japan, I had offers in like South Korea and like Malaysia, like that whole area. And I had offers in Italy, you know, and these are like serious oh. offers that like I was like yeah. considering, but I was like, eh, now I'm gonna wait and just kept waiting, waiting. And I had this offer in Montenegro and, you know, not to go into details, but it just hit things I was looking for. Ended up taking this and, you know, all those areas I was looking at got hit like extremely exactly. hard wow. by this. And like we ended up being like the very last country in Europe to have a confirmed case. And I was literally in Milan seeing a teammate, some friends, like maybe a week and a half, two weeks before it like went on full lockdown and Paris. I went to Milan, then Paris, and then went back. And like, that was like a week and a half before like the whole shit went on lockdown. So it's, it's been weird, like missing all that, like by well, like this I, uh, much, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was in, you know, Nevada was in the Mountain West tournament and they had actually moved it up a week uh, this year. So a lot of conference basketball tournaments didn't even get to finish or start. Yeah. You guys, but, yeah. Mountain West was a week earlier, so they were the one of one of the few that was done. And I was in Vegas the day of the first confirmed case, and then sure enough, the weeks after that, it really just you know exponentially grew. And so that was we ended up going out. Uh, you know, I brought my wife down. Actually, once Nevada lost, uh, I had two more nights in the room, so I was like, man, we gotta we gotta take advantage of this. So I flew her down one way from Reno, and then we just drove back up together after a couple nights in Vegas, which was great. But uh, we went out. We ended up going out like the last weekend that like clubs were open and stuff like that. So it's kind of freaky, but uh, we've been good. It's been yeah, a month since, and we feel great. So, yeah, that's weird. Uh, so, as a, I mean, as a reporter, like as a sports reporter in this time, like what, like what do you do? Like, yeah. what's the situation like for sports reporters out there? Well, it's funny. Um, I think everybody, and you kind of see it. You know, the people I'm plugged into on social media and stuff. You see how different stations and people across the country have adapted, and so some. Some stations have kept like their sports segment, you know, which is always like toward the end of the show. They've kept that traditional sports segment and they've had their they've tried to do like super creative things like maybe. Well, some people have just done like recap type stories, you know what I mean? Or like looked back on the year that was or whatever, which to me is like cool to do sometimes. But at, at the end of the day, you're going to run out of that stuff pretty quick. Um, some people have done NBA like and the NFL on, like, throwing them out there like every fucking day, you know, saying some throwback game, some throwback date. Like, yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, right, right. Uh, but as far as like keeping it local, which we're in like local news, like we it's hard to like go up there and justify like doing 
a big chunk of content that's like all national sports, which you're, you're obviously, if you're a sports fan, you're getting just pounded with the same storyline because yeah. we're just, we don't have many right now. So basically our station to keep a uh, long story short, took the approach of like, we're just going to scrap the, the sports segment. And like, I can't really argue with that because I could be creative and find things to do, but I just wonder like in this time, yeah, it might be like a welcome distraction, but is it really as impactful as like a daily, like what I do on the daily? I think I would run out of like real things that like people, I don't know, should see at this time. So anyways, they basically turned me into a news reporter. So that's what our station has decided to do. <laughs> and as uh, you know, I, uh, I got into the business to do sports. Let's just put it that way. More so because obviously I love sports, uh, but uh, they're re- really lighthearted. I like to try to make you feel better after you watch like a lot of usually mostly unfortunate news and then you get to sports and hopefully I can cheer you back up. So that's usually my my daily goal. But now they've got me covering just like all things pretty much all things like coronavirus, like just how we, people are adjusting, how businesses are adjusting. And so they're sending me out with a camera. I'm shooting all my own video. I'm doing all my own interviewing and producing and editing. And luckily we're all, they've got a lot of us working remotely now. So I've got like the whole setup at home um, where I can edit and I can feed stuff back to the station. I can get into my scripts and everything and I can edit all that stuff. So like they've had me do, you know, stories with restaurants or food providers that are adjusting. Uh, I went to a seafood provider actually, and you would appreciate because we did a lot of all you can eat sushi when you were here. Um, and they were really hurting because obviously people aren't going to have sushi and then you can still do takeout, right. And curbside pickup and all that. But when I thought about it, I'm like, who orders seafood to go? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really, really feel like that's a very popular item. So they were actually very stressed about like, we're going to have to maybe start laying people off. And, um, it was like, now I'm kind of, well, as much as like, I feel like telling some of these stories is good and hopefully making an impact and shedding light on good stuff uh, a mix amongst amongst this. I also see why I got into sports because it's just like some, some of the stuff is hard to like see on a daily basis of like the real struggles that people are going through. And, um, but that's, that's kind of what I signed up for. So yeah, long story short, they've turned me into a news guy now with no sports going on. You know, if you're, uh, if you're struggling for sports, you know, they, they, I guess, what is it? Marble racing is like becoming a whole thing. I don't know if you've seen that. I have seen some videos. Yeah. Are people making money off that and stuff or what? People are legitimately betting on that. Yes. Well, that's also one thing I thought about in this, in this town, especially in Vegas is so many people are professional gamblers. There's even a guy at our station that plays poker every Friday, um, down at the pepper mill and not doing that anymore. I mean, I'm sure they're finding ways to still gamble. It's just, that's true. Online. You if know, you're like, I gotta a, get a yeah. little inventive. Right. Well, a lot of places online, you can't even, technically gamble for real money these days, but there I'm sure there's ways around all that for sure. People getting together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah but, I forget what I was going to ask you after that. Um, well, as far as people who so do sports, sports betting, that's not happening. <laughs> so sports is pretty much, you know, in shambles right now and not really knowing what's going on. I guess, NBA, NFL, they or not NFL, but NBA. I'm sure NFL is going to follow soon. NASCAR, they did the the whole esports thing. I don't know if you try to catch that. And ESPN is literally doing a whole stream of you know NBA players playing each other on 2K, which is super cool. Like it's, you got to adapt anyway, right? There's no blueprint for how to handle this. So to me, no. that's like super odd. And those guys are all down for it. And I think that's, I mean, that's the coolest thing ever. And it's kind of good that like ESPN was already kind of in the video game game, so to speak, early on starting to publicize that more. And now they really like need it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I watched a little bit, but I'm just like, yeah, it's not for me. I'm good. You know what I'm I mean? Saying? It's but not. I'm sure there's people. Yeah, exactly. People are still 
craving anything they can NBA related because obviously this is this was a big time for them. They were getting ready to go to playoffs and, you know, they had whole storylines going and now it's it's I don't know how they're going to really go forward because who knows when they're going to be able to do things like this is. Well, that day when president. So. Yeah, that day when they ended up suspending the season was like super surreal because then that's what you felt like that's what really got everything started, obviously, because the NBA is so popular. Um, But as a Lakers fan, yeah, I'm like, you know, being very the pettiness in me is like, man, we're on our way to something special in June. And so now you wonder, (laughs) you now you wonder what the heck's about to happen. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know, because like I said, my league, they're talking about coming back in July. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't even know how you do that. Like. Right, like do you the rhythm do is going to be way different, you know. So people are not going to be keeping the same type shape, you know. The the chemistry, the rhythm is not going to be the same. Like if you have momentum, like that's gone, you know. what I'm saying like it's just it's it's weird. Like I don't know how they're going to go forward with this, you know. Uh, I think Italy basically just canceled their entire season, and they had like 10, 12 games left, you know. So it's it's rough. Yeah, it's, it's definitely rough, man. Like it's. Not, it's a lot of unknowns, but I yeah. think, like I said, people are going to have to start putting those type of contingencies in place now. Exactly. You know, and especially like in a hurry. Well, one thing you, you, you'll never know the number, but you wonder how many lives have been saved by, you know, the amount of sporting events. Cause nothing really brings people together like sports, uh, truly, yeah, and no. literally, literally yeah. and figuratively. Tens of thousands of people. Yeah. in one area is not good at this time. So, yeah. And so then, and then the other side of that is once they do come back, there's a great chance that they do it without fans, right? Which would be no, they're, very, they're very sure. weird in its own so uh, its own way. So we're we're for sure doing it without sports if we do come back. And I'm not, I've, I, I don't think I would do it if it was a whole arena, honestly. Uh, and I don't think a lot of NBA players would do it if it was the whole arena too, because it just doesn't make sense at this time. Like nobody knows, like literally nobody knows what's going on. So it's like, why would you risk it? Type type situation, you know. And also the travel, so. Uh, it's gonna have to be, I think, in one, one or two areas, and just gotta do a tournament style because of exactly travel, is, travel is some of the biggest, some of the biggest concerns. So well, I, I didn't, know, yeah, I, it's, it, I didn't it's read weird. up too much on it. I didn't read up too much on it, but I had said seen something about how China was trying to construct some kind of plan where their league basically all took place like you said in the same area and the players like actually stayed in that same area they all they never left it they like put the league in a bubble they were going to try to do uh you know a, a, a safe bubble and and continue playing but i don't know if that ever materialized I don't, really yeah so i know some i have some friends who play in china and they were basically trying to have it in one city one area for the remainder of the season which wasn't that much longer anyways but they're trying to have it basically everybody stays in the same cities. They played in the same city and just do it like that. But I don't know if they actually did it because I think they started having some kind of resurgence from people coming back into the country. So I think they postponed it again. Uh, even Japan, they tried to come back uh, like maybe a month ago, three weeks ago. And then they did it for like one or two weeks and then ended up just canceling it all together. It's like, yeah, you can try a lot of things. But also, you still never know. You know, everything's so such in a flux like right now, like and so fragile that, yeah, you can try. But I don't know how that's really, really going to work out. I think if anybody will do it, it will be the NBA just because there's a lot of a lot of money, you know, riding on yeah. that. And she'll try to find a way to do it. It's, it's going to be weird either way. And like no fans is 
I don't know how you know it's like a scrimmage and I don't know if you've been part of a scrimmage like that it's just not it's not the same bro like it's just not so all oh, the well yeah you wonder what the play will be like because obviously guys are motivated and competitive against each other but the fans bring out so much yeah, more the, the a lot of times add a lot yeah and actually the experience of like watching a game too like the natural noise that you might not you might take for granted of suck. the crowd you'd like once yeah. you lose that like that's crazy that's actually a really crazy thought but one thing i did see is uh people thinking that you might be able to hear the trash talk a little better which that that would be kind of fun i think i think they will try to mute the trash talk i'm gonna be honest exactly, because yeah, the trash yeah. talk isn't necessarily tv friendly so I, I i highly doubt they're gonna uh have mics on players at that time you know so well i think most people who watch should know but if you need a little inside baseball there's a delay there's always a delay and that's why sometimes yeah. you'll hear the sound go out right after a play under the basket or something because they were able to hear a guy say something and then they're oh that's coming up turn it down <laughs> yeah so i, I don't know i i mean Wrestle, I think wrestling just tried to do it. They did WrestleMania uh, 36 and they did an empty, like one of their empty pro- production studios, basically like a, a film studio with a wrestling ring in the middle and no fans. And I kind of got a little bit of that and it was fucking weird. Like, I didn't it, get to see any of that. I need to check it out. Specifically for wrestling, I think it's even weirder with no fans because fans are literally. 90% of the hype about it. You know what I'm saying? Like people like you're performing to, like, to the fans. Yeah. yeah. They're performing to the crowd. Like, how do you do taunts? How do you do, you know, how do you like really play to the crowd? Like you can't. So it's just like, yeah, it was, it was really fucking weird. Yeah. That's a weird first one to be rolled out. A weird first, you know, event to be rolled out with no fans. Yeah. I mean, they keep trying UFC and that shit, that's just not going to happen. I think he's crazy. Like he's still yeah. Like they were really gung ho at first about like, oh, we're good, we're moving on, full steam ahead. That's not happening. Like that's like one of the last sports you want to do, last things. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're spitting all over each other. They're breathing. Like what? (laughs) I mean, like I said, they're still. He's still trying. He's still trying to go for April. I think. Uh, And I was like, that's not. That's. I don't see it happening. And if it does, it's not going to be good. Like it's just not. You know oh no, saying? and in like the long run for not. his brand too. That'll yeah, no, you can't. There's no coming back from that. I mean, I appreciate people still trying. You know, I mean, they say it's for the fans, but obviously it's more for the money. But uh, <laughs> yeah, let's be honest like, here. But it's just, it's just at this time, it just there's nothing you can really do about it. So I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you're staying busy during these times. I don't know. I mean, technically, I guess you are busy because you are an essential, essential worker, right? Reporter. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because my uh, my schedule has flipped essentially because I used to work like a three to midnight shift because I would do the, you know, the five and the six o'clock news and the 11 o'clock news. Um, but now I'm working in the mornings like a nine to or like a 10 to seven. Uh, and so it's, I'm one of the few people in the world, I feel like, whose screen time has actually gone down. And I feel kind of weird saying that, but it really has. And so like I'm working a decent amount. It's kind of like nerve wracking because I do have to go out in the community still. And, um, you know, I'm interacting with great people. But at this point, you just never know who has been where or what's, you know, this and that. And so you glove the masked up out there or I mean, obviously I mean, you can't do masks well, since you're a journalist, you know, that's the thing. I'm still doing on camera work and I have to interview people and stuff. But they've you know, we've taken as many precautions as possible with as far as like limiting contact with people. I'm walking around with a, a jar of, you know, Lysol wipes. Um, more like obviously for my own comfort, but to make other people feel at ease too, I like, you know, disinfect the microphone before we do the interview or whatever, stuff like that. But, um, yeah. 
but like I wouldn't lie, there's I won't lie, there's been like close quarters with people like closer than you would want probably want to be right now. But that's just like yeah. part of our job too is like getting out and like interacting and telling stories. Yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, it's good, I guess, and bad both that you are considered an essential worker. It's good because you can keep working at a time, especially when people aren't having yeah. jobs and shit. But also yeah. like you are more exposed being out there. Right. That's the thing, man. That's tough. But at the same time, I get to like spotlight a business who's doing great things. And then because of my story, maybe they get like a lot more increased business or they get connected with somebody else. That's always like the rewarding part of it all. But it's, uh, you know, I do commend our station for taking pretty, pretty uh, good measures. Our whole ownership is taking pretty good measures to keep us as safe as possible. They have like thermometers at the station, like for everybody who comes in, like take your, take your temperature. They're trying to limit how much we come in and whatnot. But I, I, as you kind of were alluding to, I am trying to like take this time to like do other things though, with like a different schedule, like using free time differently. I am spending a lot of time yeah. with my wife cause she's in the school district. And so she just has her like meetings every once in a while throughout the day. Um, but, uh, this is, this is like really good to do and just kind of, um, try to expand a little bit. Like we got to use this time. We got to use this time. Right. Cause there's, there's a lot of people wasting, wasting time right now. I'm sure. And, uh, this is when, yeah. this is when you got, this is when you got strike. Big thing. Yeah. I mean, this is, like I said, it's, it's, it's tough, but it's also an opportunity, especially if you are in a position to use to have that kind of free time. So not worry about just survival and you can, you know, just live pretty comfortably. And it's just how you use that time. And this is definitely an opportunity to, to try new things, to, to do things and expand and just grow. Uh, there's always a you know, huge opportunity after something like this. So it's just who's ready for it type type situation. Um, so, so kind of speaking on that, I guess one of my major questions is, Sports journalism, like, I mean, to me, I, to me, I feel like it's kind of an antiquated kind of thing, especially these days with uh, social media and YouTube and, you know, how easy it is basically to have your own platform now these days. I think it's that traditional kind of setup of ESPN anchor and all that. I, I feel like it's becoming kind of a antiquated type system, man. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't completely disagree with you there, man. At the same time, the position I'm in, like with that said, some, some local stations have got rid of sports, but Reno, Reno is a market that would never like lose its local sports. Um, yeah. So when you're doing local sports, it's like, it's a little bit different, but with that, with you said the whole style and yeah, I mean, there's people in our town that, you know, cover sports that don't have a platform like I do a channel, but they still have a following, right? Like a television job that I have or. Um, so yeah, it's something you see a lot of now, which at the same time makes me even more motivated to like try new avenues of storytelling. And that's like, for me, it's never been like a TV or bust type of thing for sure. Um, yeah. and, and that's why like I, um, as much as I like pride myself of being like a good on camera presence and trying to like tell stories well in front of the camera, I like equally enjoy doing it whether it's behind the camera, actually capturing video or, um, still photos or, you know, uh, you know, doing audio stories or writing, like I try to stay as seasoned as I can in all aspects, because as you said, and this was happening when we were in school too, it was the business was just ever changing. It was getting slowly into like that streaming. I remember my J one Oh one professor was like in 10 years from now, you know, there will be no blockbuster. And there was still, you know, a few of those around when we were starting college and sure enough, it was less than, it was less than 10 years that I was all wiped out. And, um, so yeah, it's, we're seeing it now. I mean, uh, Everybody still watches like ESPN and whatnot, but you see a lot of their content is 
people, what are people doing? I mean, nowadays it's what people are doing at home, but a lot of their content is like people's snap, you know, people's Instagram posts or what people are doing, you know, on their Twitter account. Like that's what they use. That's what a lot of their content is fed off of now is like, how are other people telling their stories in their individual channels? Right. So, I mean, I, like, like everybody through middle school, high school, I was watching Sports Center every single day. You know, it was just something that was constantly on TV, and you were watching ESPN every single day. You're watching top tens, you're watching recaps, you're watching all these, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But I literally have not watched ESPN probably since beginning of college. Like, honestly, like outside of you know games and programming and stuff like that. But like, actually, like their their programming, like I the original program, I. I have not watched a single single episode of anything um, because like I said, like with social media and the new age of stream and everything, like you don't really need, you don't even need recaps for them because it's on Instagram that moment it happens. Like if exactly. you see a play happen, it's literally on Instagram from NBA themselves, like yeah. on their own platform. It's happening at the moment and, or somebody else is posting it or, you know, somebody's capturing it. So I don't even need to like go through them for recaps or top tens or anything like that. Then it's like the news reporting. You don't really need that any because it's also out there on Twitter and whatever. Literally, the second happens, so it's like it's a declining, you know, effect. Because and now they're just relying more on their talk shows and like their debate platforms and stuff like that. But right, even then, right. it's like it's becoming so so crowded of a space. It's 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 hard to see where it necessarily goes from that. And I think Eastwood in particular has been pretty slow about adapting. Like even on YouTube, they don't. They just started putting like full like fuller clips of like their stuff on there because they would put like two minutes of like some some topic or whatever while like Fox Sports is putting whole segments of their you know uh, Undisputed with Skip and Shannon they were doing huge yes. numbers on YouTube probably almost as more than they were doing on TV you know just and right and I don't know it's just weird to see like where it's all going because you don't really need a personality per se to really give you that behind the scenes look because athletes are doing that themselves like mm-hmm. without anybody in between so they're getting their own messaging out there and then on top of that just Joe Smo is is giving his opinion and stuff out there on YouTube or whatever and like you know and there's whole channels that are getting millions of hits that literally don't have a face to them but people like following them just because they're giving you know that type of information without having to go through pay that cable subscription or whatever you know for it and yeah, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see kind of where that goes because me personally, like after years, like I got being in it so long that I'm more interested, like more about like the storytelling aspect of it than necessarily the just the just the straight up news reporting and and recap stuff. Well, yeah, that's like I mean, some days, yeah, some days the gig is kind of monotonous, and that was something that. I mean, even before I got into it, the, the business had already changed because it's not about getting it first. It's not about being first on air anymore. It's, I mean, it's long can't, not been, it's not, all, it's long be, not yeah. been about that. It's about being first on social media. It's about like live streaming the news as it's happening. Like we want you, you want to like see it as it's happening. Uh, yeah. and so, yeah, like with my, when I look at my sports cast, it's tough because like a lot of times I have to, I feel like I'm telling you things you already know. And so I need to like, try to like be unique about it. You know what I mean? Or like make, yeah. you, ch- make you chuckle or like, I don't know. It's just uh, like some days are like very t- difficult to be like, how am I going to like really present something to you that like you're like interested in? Um, yeah. And, and like it's new to you. And like it, I think it just, I think your medium is, everybody's medium is different. Like with me, I think like a lot of like 
I think our demographic is probably a lot of people that some people that probably don't like, you know, get as much social media news. So like there's probably a good trying to say that there's a lot of old people that watch the news. So I have a a feeling that like, you know, we're first we're first to tell them a lot of things. But uh, but there's a lot of people that, yeah, they'll just watch it and be like, oh, I knew about this, you know, when it happened at two o'clock today. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if I'm not trying to know what happened, like it's somehow it's going to hit your stream like some way yeah. if you follow somebody that follows somebody like it's just gonna somehow hit your stream and by time like if you were waiting like in the old days wait till like espn came on or whatever like that is like oh this is old this is like super old news by now you know what i'm saying like the whole story twisted since then and it's just like you know like you said now they're like reporting on social like like espn were doing like whole segments on like you know Antonio Brown's latest tweet, you know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. It's just like, man, it's it's it's, it's, it's interesting to see how shit is going, you know? And like it's yeah. becoming, I feel like more and more like TMZ type reporting than it is just because traditional sports reporting is just it's it's changing. No, and I'm hey, and I'll be right uh, honest. I'm right there with you. I don't watch a ton of ESPN one because I don't I don't have cable at home. I do have it at the station, but uh, no, I just at the same time I don't need that really. Like that's not that's not my forte. I'm not one. And there's some local. And it's like to each their own, you know, we're all different in our storytelling, but like some will, some will do that kind of storytelling where they show athletes. Maybe it's even just like an athlete at the local university. They'll blow up one of their tweets or whatever, or they'll show like some of their stuff. And I do that here and there more. So if a kid's like announcing he's going to transfer or something like that, or you know what I mean? But I try not to like get too involved or like get too gung ho about like those kind of, you know, niche things of like, just, I don't know, like sensationalizing too much stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like they feel like that's the only way they can really reach people now these days is like focusing on the sensationalization of shit right. because there's so much just information out there that it's hard to even get through. And yeah, it, it's really like I, I really don't know where it's going to head because I just don't see that model con- continuing to work for too much longer like that. Like it's just the amount of money you're going to have to put in to do that and the amount of money yeah. you're going to receive back from it is is not going to equal out equal out like that because like i said people aren't really turning to those sources for for their for their media news and whatever it's interesting times for sure and it's also like the whole like daily cycle like trying to keep it fresh whereas i think you would agree like what we would be more inclined to wanting to do is stuff that like takes longer to like form you know like a long form kind of story that like you put time into those are always the ones that like i love doing the best things that i get to like sink my teeth into a little bit but in in, like our you know world it's so everything's so quick that it's on to the next on to the next so i can't tell you how many stories i've like pushed out that i'm like man i wish i could have had like another hour with this but i just can't like it needs to air now and then i need to move on to the next thing and i think that's sometimes very frustrating so yeah, but, I mean, those platforms aren't aren't built for that, you know, and they need to see the return on it and spending, you know, months of research on something isn't going to necessarily be their big piece, especially it's on not, TV. It's like, not, it's feels not like, sexy, man. <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, one one good thing about it with YouTube and stuff, I think that type of video essay type of more deep dive stuff is coming back on those type of platforms online because yes, it can yes. like literally live there for forever how long you know people can just keep rediscovering and finding it whereas tv you have to be kind of there for the moment you know like yeah it's some on-demand shit but it's like not the same outside of like their 30 for 30 type stuff like yeah. that type stuff lives so much better online that's what so i'm it, saying it's yes. kind of opening that up 
even sometimes when they just have and there's only like certain espn reporters that really hit it out of the park but like a tom rinaldi like six minute feature story like those even go crazy like people just really love those but then as you said like 30 for 30 those are the ones that people really talk about like forever have you seen that one have you seen that one it's not did you see that highlight the other night or did you see antonio brown's tweet (laughs) speaking of that how about uh the uh Man, I'm drawing a blank on the name. Last Dance or whatever. That's coming out early now. Michael Jordan, yeah. Ten part uh documentary. I think that's there's no no better time to put something out like that than now, <laughs> quite honestly. Like Jordan's always gonna do huge numbers no matter what. And then you have a whole ten part in depth documentary like that. Yeah. Like that's now that 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 that's basically gonna be their whole year, basically, I think. Oh, it's going to be incredible. Ten parts. And it sounds like it's all this video that I'm just looking it up. Yeah, April 19th, the first one. Yeah, all this video that hasn't been seen and stuff. Uh. Yeah, stuff like that. Like, I, I think that behind the scenes looks are the ones that people really like crave, like just the natural, the, just the reporting. Not so much because, like you said, you just get it anywhere, like literally anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. They're going to have to start shifting for sure, like heavily, if I think they're going to continue to 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 be successful, you know. Well, there's the right that they were. Yeah, they just have so many resources that they can they can afford. It almost feels like to lack in certain areas and then make up for in other places. But yeah, you, you said it. They got a lot. They got stuff. Everybody's got a little stuff to shore up in certain spots. But I mean, this time I mean, is given. Yeah, it's just weird to go on those pages, even like ESPN.com and to see the stuff they're pumping out at you because it's just. I mean, I'm, like you said, there's no blueprint for this, though, right? Like, you don't know what to like. Yeah. I don't know. What are people trying to soak in right now? It's just a weird, weird time. Yeah. I mean, they're promoting NBA 2K right now. Like, it's just like, you know, what the fuck is going on? You know, so. hey, people, people love their 2K, man. I I'm, I played they a do. little bit in college, but that's it. <laughs> I mean, I used to love 2K. I don't think I would spend hours watching somebody else play it. But, you know, it's to each their own, you know, like uh, it's whatever, bro. Like you still a, ga- you're still a gamer like that. I know you used to be a gamer. Yeah, I'm still a gamer. Not as much, obviously. I'm fucking busy all the goddamn time. But that's good. Every moments now and then, uh, but I don't really play sports games like that. Honestly, like anymore. It's just you know, if I do sit down, something it's gonna be some like long single player type shit just to get away. But for the most part, it's like work, man. Like work. And it's been even crazier with all this. Even more time going to that. But yeah, it's interesting times. I don't know where everything's gonna be heading, but. But I think uh, you yeah, got some interesting ideas about what we do and, you know, the future yes. content wise and everything. So I can't wait to continue to connect and, uh, you know, get to meet other folks that are involved. And, you know, like I said, I got to see when this was uh, when this was sprouting with you and that. What was it like? Uh, Four ninety one. What was it? What class? Mr. Simmons, right? Class. I, Professor I, Simmons. Yeah, yeah, Brett. Yeah, I just, I just don't remember the actual name of the class. I just know it, was, it started out as, as personal branding for sure. And yeah. like he wants to, he wants to start a blog, and you know, people were blogging about whatever they're blogging about. I'm just, you know, not interested in blogging about myself. So I just wanted to, you know, I just like dope people that do creative type shit, and it just kind of grew from there. Yes, man, it's admirable to see, and I'm. Uh humbled to be along and, and be doing this with you, man. And uh, I can't wait to, like I said, connect. And, um, you know, now's the time when you got to be fearless and like just, I mean, you realize how precious every moment is that we have, every opportunity is that we have. And I mean, 
I'm only, you know, we're just barely hitting 30. And for me, I can already look back at so many moments where I'm like, I wish I would have like, you know, went a little harder there or like took advantage of this. Um, and so you got to strike while you can. And now's, now's the time. Every moment's precious. Yeah. Really. Perfect time right now. So, so yeah, man, thanks for joining me. Just wanted to kind of intro you to the, to the community, to the LLF community out there, people that follow us, uh, newest, newest, you know, member, we'll see what's going on. You know, got some content. He's definitely pumping out some type of content. Uh, I know your main focus has been sports, but I think there's a lot of areas we can go with that. And so just guys definitely be on the lookout for, for stuff coming from him and come from his way. And I mean, if you want to give people your socials where they can follow you, whatever. Yeah. It's just, uh, I'm, I'm at Mike Stephenson pretty much on, on all of the above where uh, YouTube, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, M I K E the last name is going to throw everyone for a loop, but S-T-E-F-A-N-S-S-O-N, Icelandic, I had to represent. Uh, but um, yeah, let's we'll, we'll, we'll have it out there as soon as I can start getting some stuff going for you, man. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, put all the details, info in the descriptions of where this goes up. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, comments, top or topic suggestions about this show, past shows, or any future shows, you can let us know in the comments down below. And if you like any of the gear that I rock in these videos, like this, well, this is a throwback. So you can't get this right now or this. You can also have the site and grab some for yourself. Uh, yeah, but until then, thanks for you know guys for for listening and following. As always, if you are new and you're liking what you're uh, what we're putting out definitely give us a like or subscribe as that helps us out greatly until then we'll catch you guys soon keep living my fearless 